I'm Eric, and today I watched WWE 2017 Week 46, which leads us right into TakeOver, War Games, and Survivor Series 2017. This week contains Raw Episode 1277, only, only 23 episodes away from 1300. That's crazy. Um, SmackDown Episode 952. 205 Live, episode 51, Main Event, episode 268, and NXT, episode 420. So a lot happened this week, but before I get into the actual shows, you got to check out Boom Studios Survivor Series 2017 special. It's a comic book. It's uh, for the big four. They've been putting out special editions that are uh, a bunch of standalone stories about notable events from the history of these uh, these big four pay-per-views. And this issue is all about Survivor Series moments. And uh, there's there, yeah, there's some some nice surprising stuff in there. Not surprising. Well, it's it's, it's interesting because uh, you get. get a little bit of backstage type storytelling to kind of try to explain what takes place on stage or in the ring. Uh, we had the Montreal screw job in there. There was Kurt Angle's uh, debut. There was the Shields invading the main roster or just uh, appearing out of nowhere. It was kind of a, <laughs> I realize uh, now more than actually seeing clips of it, uh, it was sort of a Spider-Man sort of type of thing that when they first debut, they just have like sweats on like what they could find at home. Just find all the black clothes that you have. And then later on, they have actual ring gear with the, uh, the, the flak jacket type things and, and stuff like that. Um, we had that in there. There was a thing with a Turkey and the undertaker. And then there's another thing with The Undertaker and Ted DiBiase. And then the, ma- the main thing from this issue, and it's on the cover, the main cover, most prominent on that cover, is Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg from 2016. And oh, if you've seen the match, then you've, you know the story. It is kind of cool to see it in comic book form. Uh, a couple of the pages were a little bit less involved than uh, than I was expecting from some of the other stories. But uh, anyway, it was still cool to see. And <laughs> I thought it was friggin' hilarious that uh, his son being shirtless after coming into the ring was uh, preserved in this comic book version. Yeah, that's that's pretty fantastic. Okay, so there's a bunch of stuff that happened this week. Some of it affects what is happening at War Games and Survivor Series. Actually, nothing happened on NXT this week that changed anything for War Games. There's just more build up to it, more uh, face offs between 
all the many people involved in things. Uh, so let's talk about that first. Uh, War Games. We have five matches scheduled. I thought that Pete Dunne versus Gar- uh, Johnny Gargano was going to be on TakeOver, but it is not. It will be filmed in that arena, but it will be on next week's episode of NXT TV. The matches that we do have, we have Cassius Ono versus Lars Sullivan. Uh, you know, I it would be pretty cool if Ono won, but Lars Sullivan is just a, a brutal monster, a brutal brute, a monstrous brute, a brutal monster of a monstrous brute. And he just laughed at Cassius Ono this week when he came out to try to threaten him. As he was about to disassemble, what's his name? <laughs> uh, Martinez. Yeah, no, not Martinez. Mendoza. Um, Mercedes Martinez, her name was two lines underneath Mendoza's name. I misread it. I apologize. Uh, ha- has somebody made misread it? Like M I S R E D D I T? That it's like a, it's just the exact opposite of Reddit. I don't know how you'd be the, the opposite of Reddit, but let's see, Miss Reddit. Uh, there is a subreddit for Miss Reddit. But is there a misreddit.com? Um, okay, somebody owns it. But it is not used. Interesting. Interesting. But there is a subreddit called Miss Reddit, and there's only two posts in it, and that's uh that's disappointing. That's just that's a huge opportunity. Now if there, there could also be a contest to crown a Miss Reddit. It would be like Miss Congeniality. But uh, let's get back over <laughs> to take over War Games. Uh, I think Lars Sullivan will win. We also have Alistair Black versus the Velveteen Dream, which is going to be freaking awesome. Um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm super. I am, ex- I am so excited for all of these matches. Cassius Sono versus Lars Sullivan, I'm the least excited for, but that's still going to be really cool. Um, Alistair Black versus the Velveteen Dream. I really hope that Alistair Black wins, but I would not be. Well, there, I I could be disappointed if Alistair Black lost, depending on how he lost. But whatever happens, I think it's going to be awesome. There's been so many great moments, other than their first back and forth when Alistair Black spoke for the first time. That was nonsense. But everything since then has been freaking great uh then we also have drew mcintyre versus andrade cian almas for the nxt championship i want drew mcintyre to win but i would not be upset if almas won as well especially with vega at his side she's been getting involved she's probably going to get involved uh in some manner more like she has the last couple of weeks than when she got involved in uh, Almas' match against Gargano. 
uh, using that and uh, the DIY shirt as a distraction. It, she's gotten physical in the last few weeks, and I wouldn't mind at all if that happens. And she did like a Hurricane Rana or something. Uh, who was that against? It was uh, I forget who she did that to a couple of weeks ago. Whatever his last match was, she did it to them. Um, that could be pretty cool. We also have the fatal four-way for the NXT Women's Championship. Ember Moon versus Kyrie Sane versus Nikki Cross versus Peyton Royce. Who will win? I don't know. I I kind of feel like Ember Moon should least win it. Is that grammatic that that grammatically kind of makes sense? Like I Ember Moon's gonna get it at some point. I think the first person to get it now should be someone who's going to be really, 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 really interesting with it. And I would love to see Kyrie Sane win it. But I think, uh, like Ember Moon, in a way, her chasing after it, her going after it, whoever wins it and actually having an actual target may be a lot more interesting as we learn her character. Ember Moon, we know her a little bit, but you know uh whereas nikki cross is freaking awesome and it's there's so much that could be done by her with the help of sanity by the way i like her version of sanity's entrance music more than anybody else's version of it i think we've only heard the main like the full team version and then i think eric young had a little bit of a different version or maybe it was Killian Day. What it I like hers the most. Maybe not the part with her laughing, uh, but the actual music I like more than the other versions. Um and then Peyton Royce with Billy Kay would be so entertaining and so weird. And I talked about uh, last week how I, I'm pretty sure that they have their own best friend language between each other. Uh, there's a pretty great, uh, a few pretty great clips of uh, Peyton just bugging the heck out of Hideo Itami. That's go, seek it out, search for it on. I think it's like Billy K fans or no Peyton Royce Peyton fans, some something like that. They compiled some of her Snapchats into there, but the it, it's on it's on Squared Circle. So I yeah I want all four of them to win, but I think Nikki Cross or Peyton Royce would be the most entertaining right now, because they are just so so weird in very different ways from each other. And then of course we have the War Games match, uh, the Authors of Pain plus. Roderick Strong versus Sanity, the male members of Sanity, Alexander Wolf, Eric Young, and Killian Dane, and the Undisputed Era. Why is why are they called that? Okay. Uh Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly. So the War Games match. Let's talk about the rules. Uh the three members, the three member teams will be inside a massive steel cage that surrounds two rings. All three teams will be contained inside separate shark cages by the entrance with a member from each team starting the match. 
After five minutes, the remaining members from one team will be released from their shark cage and allowed to enter the match. Then another three minutes, and the remaining members from a second team will be released. And then another three min minutes, and the final team's member will go in there. And at that point, a victory can be attained via pinfall or submission. So if I understand that correctly, a pinfall or submission cannot happen until everybody is in the double ring cage. Uh, it, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, we haven't seen a match like this, anything like this in so long. It's a little sort of like elimination chamber with the timed entries of uh, the different teams, but the team dynamic of it, that's what's going to make it really interesting, I think. And uh, somebody on one of the threads on Reddit explained how they thought that it would probably, probably happen that uh, the two people who have to go against the full team at first will have to work together to not get totally obliterated. And then as each team enters after that, the, the power will shift between all the teams. So uh, great, great point from whoever made that post. If I ever find it, or if you find it, or if you're that person who posted that, uh, let me know, and I'll add it to the description here. So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be really cool. And I, I, won't be, I would not be surprised. I mean, at a minimum – this is an 11 minute match and that's if right away after that first or uh, uh, right away after that last team enters the fray a pinfall is attained but uh, it's it's got to go at least another five minutes after that so we're, i'm gonna guess it's gonna be around 25 minutes total with just mayhem ridiculousness the cage does not have a roof, which hopefully that doesn't make it weird. But, uh, you know, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, it could allow for more high-flying stuff because if you have that roof and it's only, you know, 8 feet, 10 feet above the ring, you, you're, you're, that's as high as your head can be to jump off of it whereas if there is no roof you can climb up top and jump all the way from uh, the very top and your feet are at that eight foot or ten foot mark um i don't know if they've announced if the ring is flush with the apron or if it's outside of the ring itself like it would be i'd imagine it's probably flush with the apron you already have all that extra room with that second ring and that's how all of the previous war games cages are built i believe but anyway i'm looking forward to it um before i move on to my predictions for the next night at survivor series i just want to go real quick through what happened on nxt leading up to this we had a match with lars sullivan versus mendoza as i had mentioned briefly before Lars Sullivan completely destroys him, and Cassius Ono saves the day. He doesn't attack Sullivan, but he uh, prevents him from attacking 
Mendoza further after his win. Uh, so that helped set up this match that is probably going to be the opening match of the night, but maybe not. Maybe they'll put the NXT Championship match first. That would be pretty cool. Um, I, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, we also had Johnny Gargano meeting with uh, good old what's-his-name. <laughs> why can't I remember? I'm really tired right now. That's why I can't remember William Regal's name. Uh, who offers Gargano the opportunity to fight Pete Dunne, who himself put the word out there, anybody who wants to challenge him for the UK championship, bring it on. And Gargano is happy to accept. So that will be films on Saturday, though we won't see it until um, next Wednesday. Uh, Ember Moon versus Mercedes Martinez. A pretty good match. Uh, Mercedes, we've seen in a couple of matches since the Mae Young Classic, I believe. Maybe only like one other match. But uh, you got to see some of what she can do. But Ember Moon hits the Eclipse and wins this match. And uh, Nikki Cross comes out. And Peyton Royce comes out. And Kyrie Sane comes out. And we get a little bit of a stare down, hype up for the Fatal 4-Way on Saturday. I am excited. Uh, of course, Billy Kay was also there. Because she never leaves Peyton's side. Uh, then we also had a great promo from Drew McIntyre. Basically, he says, I am the Bloody Mountain. Almas comes out. At first, it seems like only Zelina Vega comes out. And uh, we're getting punked again. And it's, uh, they're playing mind games or whatnot. Or just kind of flaking out in general. But Almas does come out eventually. And just goes right for Drew. Brawls. Zelina distracts Drew with, uh, I think she attempted to do, she was caught as if it was a crossbody. Maybe she was trying to do a Hurricane Rana or something like that. But uh, Drew just catches her in out of the air, and uh, he doesn't slam her or anything, but he just like, get out of here. But that gives almost enough time to prepare an attack. Catches him off his guard, hits him with that hammerlock DDT, and uh, this could be how the match ends on Saturday with Almas victorious, but of course with an actual ref, with an actual match. If she does get involved, well, if she gets involved in this manner, technically he countered it, so she didn't actually end up attacking him. I don't think he would that she would have been um uh she would have gotten him disqualified. The match may have continued after this and almost may have won. She would, most certainly would have been ejected from the ring. But like I said, her, her she didn't actually even attack him. It wasn't a successful attack, but it was still successful in putting Drew McIntyre on the ground. Um, and then there was also an opening match, uh, Street Profits versus Tito Savatelli and Riddick Moss. Tito Savatelli is the guy I keep thinking is uh, Cesar Benoni, just from having a, uh, an, an Italian-ish name, and they are not the same person at all. Tito Savatelli, he's the guy, he looks like uh, the guy from uh, American Pie. And I keep saying that, so I need to look it up to uh, look what that guy's 
name actually is. Uh, the the kind of the the most jock looking one, who is popular with people. I guess you could say. Is it Oz? Chris Klein. Yeah. Yeah. Tito Savatelli totally is. I I I am not convinced that he is not Chris Klein. They they quite possibly could be the same person. Uh, but uh, anyway, let's move backwards, onwards into Raw. Uh, predictions first. This is predictions for everything else this week. Because Survivor Series, the one time of year when Raw and SmackDown go head-to-head, were the best of the best on both sides. Take it to the limits. Uh, we have the kickoff show. Cruiserweight match between Enzo Amore, defending champion, and Kalisto, who celebrated his birthday this week. And what a great celebration that was on 205 Live. Enzo had grand plans to ruin his birthday with a gigantic cake that would not be eaten, but uh, it would be, be ruined with uh, getting a Kalisto in it. Uh, some cakes get ruined with hairs. Others get ruined with Kalistos. But that wasn't the case. The The cake was, uh, it, it was the loaded gun this entire match because we had uh, Drew Gulak versus Kalisto in a birthday brawl. They should have called it that. Lots of happy birthday singing. It was so good. So good. Drew Gulak is, uh, whether you realize it or not, Drew, Drew Gulak is the Gluak of 205 Live. It should be renamed Drew 205 Live because he makes it must-see every single week with or without slideshow presentations. He's fantastic. Anyway, I I don't I don't know who's going to win this match, but whoever does win is going to have their work cut out for them because I have a feeling somebody's coming down the line. There's talks about the possibilities of who could be joining 205 Live, the Cruiserweight division, or who could be coming back, um, or maybe a little bit of both. I don't know, a little bit of both, like half, like a leg from one person attached to the rest of the body of another person. Um, I don't know. I, I'm excited to see where all this goes. Uh, two weeks ago, Enzo was actually really good in the ring and got a, a real win to get that championship. And then this week, the craziness of the happy birthday stuff is so. <laughs> and Enzo was at ringside saying all kinds of commentary. Uh, I'm going to end up. Oh, yeah. I need to stop because I could end up just talking about Enzo Amore for several several minutes on end and damn it it's working it's working i'm talking about it and i'm excited about it and i'm it's fun to watch dang it dang it okay (laughs) moving on we have the miz with the miz versus baron corbin and his lone wolves but while his 
himself. Uh, champion versus champion. The Intercontinental Champion versus the United States Champion. Who will be victorious? Will it be the Shortcut King? Or will it be the other Shortcut King? Which one will be the ultimate opportunist and come away as the supreme secondary champion? I think it'll be I think it'll be the Miz. But then again, okay, well, if if Baron Corbin hits end of days, that's it. I have a feeling he's gonna hit uh at least two people with it in this match. And it might be the two people who aren't in the match against him. Which would then lead to the Miz win. Like if he hits end of days on Bo, and then he hits it on Curtis Axel, and then that that leaves uh, the Miz enough time to recover, and he sneaks up behind him, and hits him with the skull crushing finale. Boom! The Miz wins. The Miztourage took the bullets for their master, their <laughs> leader, whatever you call the Miz. And uh, yeah, that's probably how it's gonna go. We also have. Team Raw versus Team SmackDown women's match. Team Raw, Alicia Fox, Nia Jax, Asuka, Sasha Banks, and Bayley versus Becky Lynch, Carmella, Naomi, Tamina, and Natalia. Because this week on SmackDown, Charlotte won the SmackDown Women's Championship in Charlotte. And that's pretty cool. So we have Charlotte versus alexa bliss champion versus champion match and this five on five uh traditional survivor series elimination match they haven't used that phrase at all this year and i i think maybe i've totally just tuned it out (laughs) but it was getting kind of obnoxious last year it was mostly shane saying that this traditional survivor series five on five elimination match uh, five on a uh, traditional five on five Survivor Series elimination, whatever, whatever. I uh, Team Raw has to win because Asuka can't get eliminated. Don't eliminate Asuka. Everybody killed by Asuka, please. Even she could be. They, uh, uh, you know, they they get rid of all of their teammates, and she just destroys her own teammates real quick, and then finishes off the last opponent, or some. I I don't know. That's all. I, that's all I ask of this match. That out of the five people, out of the ten people in this match, that Asuka be the one who wins, please. Okay. Uh, then we have the Shield versus the New Day. It's just going to be fun. And it's probably, I, I don't know who will win. I don't care who will win. Uh, I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean, like, it's going to be fun. And it's going to be fun whether the Shield wins or the New Day wins. Is is there going to be some type of interference from somebody? Is there going to be some type of betrayal from other teams are they are is there going to be a team member who switches from the new day over the shield and a team member who switches back over to the other side will we have seth rollins as part of the new day and uh big e as part of the shield i don't know weird weirder things have happened so i would not be surprised it would be super weird though 
Um, and then we have the the tag team champions versus tag team champions Cesaro and Sheamus versus the Usos. Uh, the, the, I didn't even realize this. They brought it up this week on um, SmackDown that last year at Survivor Series, it was Cesaro and Sheamus versus the Usos. That's kind of cool. Two years in a row. I think it's going to be a heck of a match. A hell of a match, even. And I am super excited for it. Uh, Cesaro and Sheamus, I want them to win. But these 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 new rude two dudes... The Usos, uh, they did not, they, they, they were not this, uh, they were still face painting back then, I think. When did they turn? It had to be like in December or something, or January. Whatever, the, the, it's, it's going to be awesome. And, and actually, back then, Cesaro and Sheamus were also good guys, kind of. Well, Cesaro was still a good guy. This match is when he became a bad guy. Right? No, 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 no. It was later on. It was it was their second title win when he finally when he finally turned bad. When he broke bad. We have the uh, Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. On Team Raw, we have Kurt Angle, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, Samojo, and Triple H. On Team SmackDown, Shane McMahon, Randy Orton, Bobby Roode, Shinsuke Nakamura, and John Cena. Uh, this match is just going to be ridiculous. I don't know what's going to happen at all. I don't even know who I want to win. I just hope that nobody looks like a, a, a punk out there. That they don't make Finn Balor just uh, Finn fodder for everybody else. Um, which... I don't know. Maybe they'll. That, that he and Samoa Joe might end up keeping each other a little busy for a while there, and uh, we'll get some tension. With, with Triple H in there, we I what uh, what? No setup. He just storms out and says, "Hey, I'm replacing Jason Jordan." Well, I guess there there is setup there. Is Jason Jordan getting involved in this match tomorrow? Is he going to screw over, try to screw over Triple H? Quite possible. Uh, as far as Team SmackDown goes, uh, okay, who, the biggest question here is, who do I want to be the sole survivor, or whatever you call, what do you call it when they win this match? I'm thinking, like, the, you know, Survivor, not Survivor Series. Um, who should it be? Who who would my favorites? Who would be my favorite to win this match? Um, I kind of feel like Raw is stacked heavily as far like pure poundage, both weight and fist power. Team Raw has the advantage. However, uh, Team SmackDown, they're kind of like an underdog team. They do have, well, I don't know. I have, I have no idea. Um, it would be awesome if it was Bobby Roode or Shinsuke. Uh, if it was a SmackDown win. Uh, last year, Randy Orton won it, I believe. Or did he just win the Royal Rumble? 
Or did he win both? I don't remember. Um, but uh, realistic, like just looking at the individuals, Braun Strowman should win, but we also have that lurking cane out and about. He could interfere. There could be so much interference with this match. Oh, I, I haven't even touched on the the possible interference with SmackDown. The just the the rage broiling within the hearts of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. They would I, I wouldn't put it past them to absolutely ruin Shane's uh at least Shane's participation in this match and just completely destroying him after he's eliminated. Um so that's a factor. We have Kane as a factor we have jason jordan as a possible factor um well there's a whole bunch of other people as well who are overlooked for this match who might have a bone to pick or three uh there won't be any james ellsworth as was announced a couple of days ago he has been released but maybe it's all a trick and he will go after braun Strowman. And cause him to be eliminated once again. Or they released him before Survivor Series so that we won't be thinking. We probably weren't going to be thinking about that. Or we were going to think that he was going to interfere in the women's match. And uh, do exactly the same thing as he did um, last year. But with somebody else. Probably Becky. She does almost have the same initials as braun Strowman. she has the same half of the same initials she has the same initial um the initial initial in fact uh by the way will we see the briefcase utilized successfully now that james ellsworth is out of the picture could we see carmella cash in on Charlotte or Alexa at, at at the conclusion of their match. That could be pretty exciting. Okay, uh, and then the main events. This has to be the main event, right? There's no way this is not the main event. Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles. Oh, oh. Their promos this week. Well, Paul Heyman's promo and Daniel Bryan's promo and AJ Styles' promo hyping up this match, flat out saying that AJ Styles is the best wrestler in his generation, which uh, there's a strong case for that, for sure. Personally, yes, absolutely. Um, ah, this, I... I, I don't even need to say anything else about this. I, I really want AJ Styles to win. That would be amazing. Um, If he doesn't win, at least I, I, have, I have the confidence that it's going to be an incredible match. We're going to be just floored by the amount of stuff that both of these guys do in this match. And uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be great. Or maybe it'll be really bad. Hopefully not. No, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be freaking awesome. Uh, so, yeah, those are all of my predictions. I, or my, my wishes. <laughs> my wants. 
and sort of predictions. Um, what what other stuff happened this week? We had um, Bailey fight for that last spot on the women's team. Uh, Asuka destroyed Dana Brooke, uh, which prevented Dana from even having a chance of winning because uh, that left Mickey James and Bailey in the ring to duke it out. And Bailey won that confrontation. Jason Jordan needed to prove himself after Stephanie. Well, this whole episode, Stephanie and later on Triple H were just obliterating Kurt Angle, talking down and making him look like a, an idiot, which, you know, until Stephanie McMahon came back, Kurt's been awesome, and now he's just being made to look like a dummy, just like McFoley was. But at least we had a long stretch of time where that wasn't the case. So at least there's that, I guess. Uh, but Jason Jordan uh, needs to prove himself, but Bray Wyatt, uh, even though he's defeated, Jason Jordan gets the win, but Bray Wyatt attacks him and just uh, targets his leg, and Jason is somewhat injured. And that's even more reason. If he hadn't gotten injured, Kurt Angle wasn't going to budge on that. But it, it kind of put him in a position of, oh, well, I got to. He's not going to be healthy, and everybody's going to be mad at me. I'm going to get fired, all this kind of thing. And so, um, yeah, eventually, with all the begging and pleading and all that, Triple H comes out and makes the announcement for him that Triple H is the fifth member of that team. Uh, we had that great. Paul Heyman segment, the most memorable part of it, I thought, was having five reasons to subscribe to the WWE Network. Blatant commercial, but the fifth he called the F5. Um, they almost did it. They didn't quite spin that exactly to be only one reason, the phenomenal one reason. I thought he should have worded it like that. Maybe it, the idea was there, but it's, uh, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't quite as cleverly de delivered or slyly delivered as the F point F five. Anyhow, there is only a phenomenal one reason to subscribe this weekend, I think. And that's to see Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles. In yeah, that's it. That's it. Whoever AJ Styles is fighting is going to be fantastic. And it, since it is a one-on-one -on -one match, that makes it all the better. I mean, he's awesome in these multi-man multi-man matches. Um, if he was part of Team SmackDown, he absolutely would have laid waste to a couple of guys. But now we have a full-on dedicated AJ Styles singles match. You can't ask for anything better than that. Okay. Uh, we also had Finn and Joe team up against Gallows and Anderson. They were previously a tag team in the inaugural Dusty Rhodes Classic. No mention of that at all because that would disrupt the 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 non teamwork that is uh present in this match uh finn balor wins the match for them with a little bit of setup from good old joe 
Uh, he hits the coup de gras on his former friend, his old friend. It must have hurt him so much to have to, to beat up his friends um, on Carl Anderson. Uh, then we also have the main event, Kane versus Braun Strowman. And it was pretty good. It was pretty good. We ended up with a power slam through the ring. They both disappeared down into the ring. And that's the end of the show. That's it. The end. <laughs> power slam through the ring. The end. One of the best endings, I think. Of an episode. Uh, is he going to come up out of the ring? Uh, Kane might. As though in the same manner that Braun came out of the garbage truck after a week. Over a week in it, presumably. So uh, if it's the ring, they, the, the illusion of transporting the ring as one piece with Kane still inside. They just plaster it over with new ring material ring material new just plaster it over with new ring material because it's like a spray on foam is <laughs> it connects all together you fill up holes in the ring and it's, it's safe to run on and stuff like that um okay so anyway that was that was raw on smackdown uh shane gives everybody a pep talk in the locker room and uh, Kevin and Sammy are in the back, not digging it at all. Basically, this whole pep talk scene was everybody's catchphrases copied and pasted it into a Word document. They're like, oh, this person says their catchphrase. And they say theirs. They say theirs slightly tweaked so that it fits grammatically to what they're talking about. Like, my opponent, the, the Miz is going to see his end of days. <laughs> yes, that's my Baron. That's for now on, that's my Baron Corbin impression. Listen to me, little man. You're going to see your end of days. We did have Baron Corbin versus Sin Cara for the United States Championship. Um, right after the great segment with Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. Daniel Bryan acted as AJ Styles' advocate, advocate. And AJ followed that up by saying, hey, I can talk, to, I can talk for myself. Unlike some other people. And uh, this isn't going to be... Uh oh! What did he even say? He says it's going to be an AJ Styles production. And also, Danny Bryan said that Lesnar tends to quit when things get hard. So, will Lesnar tap out to a calf crusher? I think that's what we're hinting at here. Because how else would he be able to quit, other than like, well, I guess not kicking out is also quitting. But oh, I'm so excited for that match. Um, okay, so we had Baron Corbin versus Sin Cara. Uh, Baron Corbin won via the end of days. Uh, there's this, <laughs> there's a deep six earlier in the match, and Sin Cara just like dies from it. He doesn't even like bounce off the mat. It's just like deep six and dead, like just still, perfectly still. <laughs> Is really, really, really good. Really good. It made me laugh hard. Uh, but, yeah, that was a pretty fun match. It's good to see that, that his injury. Oh, man, the still image of his uh, of Baron, like, stepping on his foot looked so bad. So it's good to see it's not. It, it, he's, he's able to wrestle right here. And let's think about somebody else to place in car in his place. Hmm. 
Hmm. I suppose they may have. <laughs> no, it's him. Um, we had Charlotte versus Natalia for the women's championship, and Charlotte won via the figure eights after uh, this boot, big boot that just floors Natalia like. She could have pinned her right there, I felt like, with how powerful that, that uh, came across. And it would have been a believable ending. But uh, she had that, that submission ending. They got teased for later down the road. Are we going to get that sharpshooter back in place for her to get that championship back? Or is Carmella going to cash in right after this match between Alexa Bliss and Charlotte? Uh, Alexa Bliss probably wins. And then Carmella cashes in and wins the women's championship from Charlotte. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe Alexa Bliss hits her with a chair or something. Knocks her out. That would make it a little bit believable, I suppose. But I think they have to be like conscious when you start a cash-in match. I don't know. That might not be a rule. You might be able to, to, to cash in on somebody when they're asleep. Um, so sleep with one eye open. We also had Jimmy Uso versus Chad Gable. Jimmy won with a super kick after a little bit of a distraction from Jay. Uh, it wasn't a, an offensive distraction, but it did get, um, buy him some time to recover and prepare that super kick. There is some quick action about the ring before this with um, with Shelton Benjamin at ringside and Jay Uso, uh, some leaping over each other and so yeah, it was it was pretty neat. It's pretty neat. I'm really looking forward to these guys going at it at Clash of Champions. Probably it's gonna it, it's very most very much most likely going to be <laughs> Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable versus the Usos at the next pay per view. I would guess. Um, and then we had the New Day versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. But the Shield interrupts and uh, Sami and Kevin Owens get the heck out of there. And the rest of the Raw roster come out. Uh, the Usos try to save the day. Try to protect. Try to save the New Day. Uh but uh, it's not enough because the rest of the Raw roster comes out. The brawl builds and builds and builds. And we have Kurt at the top of the ramp. It's like waving somebody in. He's like, get in there, get in there. It's like the best expression. I, if nobody has made that gif of just him like signaling to run to the ring, that's that's got to be I, – I don't know what occasion I would use that gif, but um, I would find him. I would find at least five different situations where it'd be appropriate to use and hilarious to use. But yeah, Braun comes out and destroys. Well, he doesn't destroy everyone. He chooses mostly to focus on Dolph Ziggler, who's has nothing to do with the matches on Sunday. So it's kind of weird, but I uh, yeah, have the shield, have the most of the spotlight, um, just triple teaming Shane McMahon. They triple power bomb him twice. That's a sextuple powerbomb he just got sexted by <laughs> the shield um and uh some other stuff uh, an angle slam as well kurt's sending that message that i'm i'm not holding back you might die i might die 
a lot of people might die on Sunday. Um, and then we also had uh, 205 Live, which was great with the birthday stuff. We had an amazing, okay, all this crazy stuff happens. That was, that was great and really fun to watch. But as far as an actual wrestling match, you have to see. This is a must-see match on 205 Live episode 51 from November 14th, 2017. Jack Gallagher and the Brian Kendrick versus Rich Swan and Cedric Alexander in a tornado tag team match. It's all, I don't even want to try to explain anything that happens. Just go watch it. It's freaking awesome. It's my match of the week. Not counting the weekends because it hasn't happened yet. Go check it out. They also had Mustafa Ali versus Ari Daivari. Ali won after he called, uh, he confirms that Ari Daivari looks stupid in all of those blingy clothes that he wears. Um, <laughs> he even tries on his coat, his jacket or whatever. Is it a coat? or j- It's a coat jacket. And uh, Nigel says, that, that's Daivari's personal property. Um, and uh, Ollie eventually wins with, with an 054. Uh, we had a special message from Akira Tozawa to Kalisto. He says, ah, 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 happy birthday. It's one of the best happy birthday messages I've seen on screen or stage. Um, and then we had the main events of 205 Live. Gulak versus Kalisto. Kalista won uh, despite um, uh, cheap shots from Enzo. He got uh, Kalista collapsed there on the on the apron, the hardest part of the ring, as Enzo reminds us. Um, he's doing the job of the, the announcers there. I haven't heard that actual phrase in a while, so maybe he's, he's a bit of a throwback hearing Enzo say that. Uh, but out of nowhere, we get this Lita Del Sol from Kalisto. He gets the win. Uh, there's lots of near misses of going through that gigantic cake set up on a table, the kind of table you'd normally see people go through. But with that cake on top of it, it's just, it, it's a it's a wrestler magnet. It's It takes everything you can not to go through that table. Like even, I'm surprised that, neither nigel or vic accidentally just tripped and fall into that cake um but yeah we didn't get to see that in the ring is backstage afterwards enzo is uh thinking about enjoying the cake for himself he spent all that money on that gigantic cake looks so delicious all that frosting but Callisto uh, runs he's he's been chasing after him this whole time after the match he chases him to the back and he finally catches up with him he he must not be that fast, or he's really bad at looking. He looked in all the wrong places, so he fell very far behind. For Enzo to get all set up, and for the cake to get transported back there. Um, so it had to be, yeah, Kalisto is really bad at finding people. Because how, how did the cake get back there so fast? Unless it was, like, right inside of the entrance there. He must have been hiding under a different table. Um and then he got a cake to the face. Except unlike the 4th of July celebration last year, we did see who did it. It was Kalisto, obviously. He was right there on screen doing it. 
Uh, we also had main event episode 268, which had Heath Slater versus Kurt Hawkins. Of course, Heath Slater won, continuing Kurt Hawkins' losing streak. Um, uh, there's a bit of a peace offering at the start of the match. Heath Slater offering him a shirt. And then there was some talk about the uh, Kurt, Her- Kurt Hawkins' star factory that every night a star is made. And <laughs> Nigel asks, uh, in the ring or after the show? Nigel is becoming one of my favorite announcers. Like, I I think his sense of humor fits mine more than anybody else. Like, Corey is awesome, but Nigel has just this, <laughs> this ah, it's great. Okay, and then we also had Grand Metallic versus Tony Nese. Grand Metallic won with a Metallic driver. And also notable this week, maybe it's just because we're leading up to Survivor Series that all the highlights, normally main event is all raw highlights, but this show is about half and half or two-thirds and a third as everything after this Tony Nese versus Graham and Talik match was highlights from Raw. It was like the last 30 seconds, well, and the whole part after that because – um, oh, I didn't even talk about this. Charlotte wins the SmackDown Women's Championship. She's the first one ever to win the NXT Women's Championship, the Divas Championship. So there's only one other person that can possibly do this um, in the future uh, because the Divas Championship is no more. The Raw Women's Championship and now the SmackDown Women's Championship. Awesome accomplishment. She's there in her hometown. She gives a, a whole uh, interview afterwards talking about how much it means to her and that uh, her dad is watching at home because he's been having health problems lately and all of that. And I had already seen the moment, a uh, clip of uh, on the ramp, uh, the music changes. It's like, what happened to the techno beat of my music? Ric Flair's name there on the stage. Rick comes out and it, it's it's great one of the, that's the best moment of this week absolutely in ring or out of the ring best moment rick flair surprising charlotte with his presence what it's the, the best present this week as well uh because caliso got zero presents how you doing how are you doing okay so that's that's it i think it's going to be a freaking awesome pay-per-view. I just talked about everything this week. Close to an hour. For, for close to an hour. That, and I'm so excited for the show. I, I'm definitely going to be able to talk about the War Games and Survivor Series for another hour on top of this. So stay tuned for that. Let me know what you're excited for, what your predictions are by tweeting me at TIW Podcast. Go to todayiwatched.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review on iTunes, and support the show even more at patreon.com slash todayiwatched. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll be back in a couple of days for my thoughts on Survivor Series and NXT TakeOver War Games. See you then. Bye. Bye.